evening and welcome to the Dragon Thistle Rugby Pod. Uh, we are back. Uh, Apologise for uh, for missing last week. Uh, it was out of our hands. I had a bit of an accident and spent a bit of time in hospital, so I'll take that one. Uh, but we are back and I'm joined by Michael. How's things, mate? All right? Uh, better than you, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd say. I've definitely had a better week than you. Um, yeah. I went to Newcastle on a stag do, which was gleaming. Uh, and you were in a, in a hospital bed, uh, lying prone for about three days, weren't you? <laughs> on my back, neck yeah. braced up. Yeah, it was, uh, wasn't the best. And I missed out on a weekend in Blackpool as well. <laughs> You're all right now, though. On the men now, though. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, well, yeah. It's going to take a lot of medication. Uh, do anything to get out of a tough mudder, wouldn't you? So. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> do, I, I, do anything to get out of uh, telling the lads my missus said I can't go to Blackpool, so. <laughs> I'll do anything to get out of tough mudder, so, yeah. Get uncomfortable, but otherwise, um, I'm intact. I'm intact, so it could have been worse. could have been worse. But I was... Very much cheered up at the weekend. I managed to get out of hospital in time to watch the game, which was, it sounds sad, was like one of my biggest fears going into the weekend, asking doctors and nurses when I could go home so I could sit in and watch the game instead of sat there watching on my phone. So, yeah, I got lucky. And they cheered me up, so, yeah. Cheer me up, no, no harm. So, I mean, in fairness... Obviously, we are going to be talking about lions. It's too obvious, isn't it? There's a lot going on, a lot of a lot of talk going on Twitter and social medias and stuff. Some of it ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I actually haven't got any news to be honest. I don't really. Um, you've got a few bits, haven't you? Yeah, just a couple uh, main ones I've got. Just pull them up because make sure I get the names right. Um... So Edinburgh have signed uh, two Argentinian backs. Uh, I can't pronounce Buffelli and Miano from uh, one's from Racing '92, and I think the other one's from Toulon. Uh, both Argentine, uh, both been capped for Argentine uh, for Argentine for Argentina. Ah. I think both one thirty-one, one thirty-six, thirty-six uh, caps, one thirty-one caps. So both exciting players. Um, I think Buffelli can play centre wing fullback. Yeah, really good player. He'll get more caps for Argentina. Uh, and uh, Moyano is, uh, I think he plays fullback wing. So it's really, really good to see that with Mike Blair coming in, that we're actually looking to get excited, exciting and quite experienced players to play in the back line. Um, I think forwards-wise, I don't think Edinburgh have too many issues. I know they've lost Rory Sutherland, but they've still got uh, Pierre Schumann uh, to do a job there. And I think like the back row of like Hamish Watson, Jamie Ritchie and... Uh, matter, you know, most teams would, would, would kill for that. So, losing um, Doohan, obviously, um, to Worcester, uh, uh, we needed to bring a bit of stardust um, back to Edinburgh, and I think these two can uh, can certainly help make that happen. So, I think two really, really good signings. Well, the Valley's class, mate, he's quite a big lad as well, to be fair. So, I'm not yeah. saying he's Doohan, but I think they've replaced, I think what they've probably done with money they might have offered Doohan, they've gone out and signed two players from it, haven't they? Yeah, and yeah. Sutherland, which is really good, really good, really good players as well. To be fair, really good pickups. Yeah. And then the other bit of news, um, I suppose, it's a bit bit sad, really. Uh, the Glasgow Warriors back row, Bruce Flockhart, he's up, he's quitting rugby, aged just twenty three. 
Um, it's more to do with his. He's had quite a few mental health issues and just countless injuries, and it's just taken a toll toll on him. Um, so he's he's coming away from from the game. He's very um, a complimentary about Glasgow and how they supported him, particularly uh, Dave Dave Rennie, because um, uh, he brought like a psychologist to the club to, to work with him, and and he helped with uh, with Flockhart as well. So it's sad to see him leaving the game, but you know it's it's probably for the greater good. So uh, you know at least he's he's leaving in one piece. Yeah, I uh, wish him all the best. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. So in terms of news, I think that was really you had one, and I've forgotten what it is that you told me about, and I can't remember it. Oh, cockerel. Oh, with the Barclay one. Yeah, well, well, officially we 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 didn't get to announce last week, but Richie Cockerell. Um, when, oh. It is funny when they say mutual consent, don't they? I, I thought they we saying... talked about it because I thought we talked about Mike Blair coming in. Did we not? No. 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 Oh yeah, so Cockers, yeah, he's left. It. He's left Edinburgh by mutual consent, and uh, Mike Blair's come in and uh, and replaced him. Um, but to, I think like for Cockers to go, I think he's he's probably gone at the right time. I think he's he's done really really well, and I thought what he did with Edinburgh in the first couple of years was was unbelievable. But it just seems to have kind of run its course and. Like people like Duhan and Rory Sutherland leaving to go to Worcester, I mean, yeah, it's for more money, but you know, if, if it's Worcester. Not, yeah, I'm not convinced that they were particularly happy with with maybe how how things were playing out. Edinburgh, I think Mike Blair coming in is really really good. I think it's a, it's a typical SRU appointment. He'd probably be quite cheap, but obviously he's in the he's been in the Scotland setup now, and it, this is like a chance for him to then build to be like you know a possible. Scotland coach in the future, providing he does a, a good job at Edinburgh. Uh, I've got no problem with Mike Blair coming in and being, being the head coach at Edinburgh. I'm, I'm hoping uh, for good things. And um, he's already got the forward pack, you know, that's, that's very going to be very, very competitive in that league. And it's now just trying to get that the backs firing. And, and hopefully he's the guy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we, we spoke about Johnny Barkley done his article. He didn't really get on with Cockers, did he? Kind of yeah. the end of his career, wasn't it? Then, so he didn't kind of like. I think when he come from the Scarlets as well, and he, I think he'd been at the Scarlets. I think it was probably. Yeah, like, yeah he came injured, didn't he, as well? Which didn't help. Yeah, I think he was there at the Scarlets for like four or five years. Could have been longer actually, because obviously. His kids were born down there, weren't they? Well, one of his kids was definitely born down there. So, um, yeah, he didn't really. He wasn't necessarily that complimentary in his uh, in his article about uh, about Cockers, To be fair, yeah. like yeah. complimentary, I think about how he first came in and like turned it around. Right. But then, yeah. you know, not having like a proper leadership group, and it's like it's his way or the highway kind of thing is a bit, yeah. you know. But so, at the same time with Barkley, I love John Barkley. And I, I love him or when he's on BBC doing um, as a pundit and things like that. I think him and Sam Warburton, for me, are the two best. But, um, like, he's obviously, like, he had that with, with uh, Cockers. He had the stuff with Scott Johnson and Vern Cotter where he wasn't getting played and, and things like that. And, you know, they, I, a part of me thinks, I don't think Barkley's a particularly difficult person to work with. He doesn't come across that guy. I just think he's probably one of them people. Why he's been a skip, a captain all his, like most of his career as well, it's probably because he's not afraid to, like, kind of, Stick up for himself if he thinks things are going wrong, but you know he's obviously he's clearly upset a few coaches in his time as well. Yeah, listen, they, they probably just didn't get on, did they? They probably just didn't get on, and I think they've uh, said to you off air, like listening to a few people of what 
that you said about Cockle uh, is like it's not that he's a bad coach, but the way he does things, it's almost when I say short term, you know, I mean it's like after th- two or three seasons, it's almost like people that's like you can only go that far because the way you do it is so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like he's going to do all right. I think he's getting signed up by Eddie Jones to coach with England now. So. Yeah, I've seen uh, going there. I mean, you wouldn't want to play for England under that under Cockers and uh, Eddie Jones, though, would you? No, geez. not the most pleasant working environment to work for, is it? <laughs> no, no. Keep, but you can imagine them arguing, can't you, as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, sound. Yep. Should we get to the big talking point? Yeah, I think why so. Not? Why not? Why not? So Saturday afternoon, sat in my living room. In an awful amount of pain. All went away round about half six, quarter to seven. With the Lions finally beating South Africa 22 17 to win the first test. Huge, huge for the Lions. I think the percentage of teams going on to win a test series and they haven't won the first test is very low. Very low. So uh, fantastic for the Lions. It wasn't. Easy, and they made hard work of it, especially in the first half. So that's probably the best place to start, isn't it? Because if, if we're going to be honest, the, the, the first half was really poor. Um, and, I mean, they give away so many penalties in that first half. You know, I suppose, in a way, was it 12-3 at half-time, wasn't it? 12-3 at half-time, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, bigger missed. A relatively easy penalty kick, so it could have been 12 6. But Elliot Daly missed one as well, a long one. Elliot Daly, yeah, Elliot Daly missed one as well. So it could have been really bad, but I mean, you know, that first half just. I mean, the thing is, obviously, now the game's finished, everyone was talking about how great certain players were and they were fantastic and they got nine out of tens and stuff. But a lot of these players got the nine out of tens for the second half performance. Like, like for me, someone like they were going on about how great Courtney Laws was. I thought he was an absolute bystander in that first half, and then yeah. unbelievable. In the, like, don't get me wrong, unbelievable in the second half. But that's nothing against Courtney Laws. So I thought quite a few players were bystanders yeah. in that first half as well. Um, and obviously, I think Tom Curry giving away three penalties, absolutely ridiculously stupid shoulder charge when fast kicked the ball. Completely, I know, like you want to put your mark on certain players and they play together at sale, but it was just it was dim, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, it was absolutely dim. Um, you know, and at 12 3, I think we text each other, didn't we, watching the game, thinking, you know, I'm not sure about this, but you could see obviously when it's that second half, I think you could see where the Lions were trying to go in that first half. They were trying to keep the ball in the park, move them around as much as they could. Yes, South Africa's defence is very good and it's very hard to get on the outside of them. But all that time, they're still having to make tackles and they're moving them around the pitch. It was tiring them out and I think that paid dividends going into the second half, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think in the second half, particularly the last 20 minutes, there was only one team going to win, I thought. Um I was fairly confident. Like, like, like you said, the first half, I was like very, very worried. I thought a bit like when they played South Africa. Hey, I was always confident. Like, 
that the Lions would have the better of the last 20 minutes or so because I, I thought they'd, they'd tire because they've just not played that much rugby. Um, but like second half, uh, like you say, they just tired. The subs all made an impact when they came on. Um, I thought, I thought like, um, what's his face? Ken Owens did well when he came on. Uh, I don't like saying it, but Mako did do very well when he came on, to be fair. Um, he was, yeah, to be fair, but he was very good. And um, I thought Conor Murray did like everyone, like, like they raved about his control. He just came on and does what Conor Murray does kick some box kicks. That's all he did. He said about Owen Farrell's control, he just came on and kicked the ball. And, you know, they just did what they did. But I mean, a couple of Farrell's kicks weren't the best, but they came on and they did, they did close the game out. Um, Elliot Daly. It was probably a game he, he'd want to forget. I do feel a bit sorry for him. He didn't like. It's not like when he got given the ball. He got given the ball with any time. He literally got, got given the ball and just got smashed like straight away. So I think like when they were trying to go wide, sort trying to go wide. You got to go wide at the right times. I think he got seen off a couple of times um, mm. with that. Um, I thought like a lot of people were going on about like the back three. I thought the back three all played quite well. I thought like. Mm. They, they all drop like maybe one or something but I mean li- literally every report I've seen has all said that the British and Irish Lions won the aerial battle so I thought they were decent on the high ball they were certainly better than the um, South Africans on the high ball and that showed more in the second half um, so yeah overall I mean I didn't think the game was much of a spectacle in terms of like the quality on show it was like really physical and things like that but there was no like real open rugby or yeah, you know I mean like yeah, um, Ches and Colby's like probably the greatest winger in the world, and I think like they didn't give him the ball really, you know, to do anything with South um, Africa. Yeah, they, yeah. They didn't really, they didn't play a lot of rugby, did they? No, and then and then I think um, the Lions tried to play a bit of rugby, uh, and I, this is why I think they've changed the tactic this week because I think they're not going to try and play much rugby in the first half. So I thought they tried to play rugby. And it wasn't going anywhere, and then reverted to like the territory, the box kicking, that kind of stuff. Whereas I think this week they're obviously going to start with that, and then look to play the rugby in the last twenty minutes when hopefully the South Africans are tired. Yeah, I mean the thing about the first half as well is something that was you you could see, you could tell none of these players have played together. Usually going into the first test, there's combinations that are being put together, and have been tried and tested. So you know, price bigger. Henshaw and Daly, they wouldn't have had. I guarantee they haven't been on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, in the in the warm up games, and obviously COVID had a lot to do with that. So you could see that, and you could see, you know, they probably had a week or whatever, less than a week, hadn't they? Because the the team got named on the Tuesday, so they had less than a week um, to train. So that was it. That was something in the first half. And for me, the, the thing that changed in the second half in the first. Was it 30 seconds or whatever? The kick and the chase, the quality of the kick and chase from the Lions was way better. Price's high kicks, yeah, kicks were really on the money, but it, the chase was better. Um, you know, it was, uh, was it Duan smashed that Quagga Smith when neither South African wanted to pick up the ball, yeah, and it just, it just set the tempo. And the Lions did pick up the tempo. I'm not saying it was all out running rugby, but the Lions all of a sudden picked up the, the tempo. Plus their intensity. 
more and more they got into it. I mean, South Africa changed their, their front row at half-time, I think, thinking it was going to be their sort of mini-bomb squad, and it really didn't work out for them. Um, you could see the lines forwards growing in confidence and taking over physically. If you, if you look at it, I mean, the Lions try was scored from a rolling mall where any other day, you know, if they didn't score, Etzebeth was going to the bin. Yeah. Um, and probably could still have gone to the bin. And this is something else about South Africa. South Africa's defence is, is lauded over the last... South Africa A game and that one. It's lauded. But it's lauded because they're happy to concede penalties. So it's like you can laud them all you want, but eventually a referee is going to get on top of this that they just continuously concede penalties when they're under pressure. Um, and I think that's where, you know, obviously I think the Lions did start to assert themselves. I thought during that beginning of the second half, I thought Bigger and, and Price started to assert themselves on the game a bit more. You could see a bit more confidence in them. And obviously that went on from the forwards. I mean, Mario Toji was the best player on the pitch by an absolute country mile. Yeah. He was unbelievable on Saturday. Unbelievable. And obviously that's where Laws Laws came into it. I thought like second half he was he was amazing. Jack Conan played really well. Yeah. Um but Jack Conan played really well. Tom Curry was good, like you say. I think, you know, he did. I think he was a bit over exuberant uh, at times. I think he got pinged for a, an offside at a kick at the start, wasn't it, where the first attack lines had a bigger try to kick. Um, and straight away, you could see South Africa, South Africa didn't fancy the high ball then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did that stupid the little charge on on Faf and any other day sometimes you know the way because he, he basically was a shoulder charge wasn't it so you know yeah. you just don't know nowadays do you that could have been a yellow card couldn't it first 10 minutes of the game yeah definitely um, really silly but yeah and I'm with you I thought I thought the bench bench went well I thought Ken Owens I think it must be great though for, to have someone like Ken coming off the bench such an experienced player who obviously seems to still be informed like you say Mako I thought did really well um, it helps you've got a player like Sinclair on the other side as well though yeah um, who's obviously you know he, he played his part um, you know like you say it, it's also great in the sense that you can bring whatever form they're in you're still bringing on players like Farrell and um, Conor Murray hugely experienced players um, and have been you know, they're not just hugely experienced players, they're hugely experienced players in big games. Um, and I thought that made a difference. Um, although there was the, the one where Colby knocked it on eventually, but it was all hot potato at the back. Um, that wasn't the most um, most controlled of uh, at times. Like, but... what, what you just said then, like, I, I admit that I thought Murray and Farrell did well when they came on. Do you think they really made a difference? Do you not think the game had already turned? I mean, I think the Lions were winning when them two came on. Uh, yeah, they were there. They not, were there just to finish the game off. Do not, yeah, do you not think the game, the game had already turned though? It had turned, um, but I think when you're playing, it had turned, but the game was still close. You know, only eventually, you know, when Farrell kicked that penalty. It was only when they came on, there would only been two points in the game. 
Um, so I know what you're saying. I do think I'd turn, but you know, a team of the quality of South Africa and some of the harem scare and things that had happened. You know, you got to remember they had two tries disallowed, didn't they, South Africa? Yeah, I actually, um, you know, rightly disallowed by the way as well. Well, I think it's been proven it was rightly disallowed, wasn't it? So um, they were both disallowed, weren't they? So first one though, they made like a big deal out of the um, off offside. It was a forward pass. Will Greenwood made a big deal out of it, mate. He's just the most. I feel sorry for the. I don't know his name, but the Irish commentator who I don't mind. But Will Green doesn't. Greenwood doesn't let anyone else speak. I just I can't stand him. Will Greenwood made a big. I, I thought it was a forward pass. It seemed like to the naked eye, it was a forward pass for me. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was a good game. I mean, the, the only thing. That worries me a bit, and obviously they can they can work on it this week. It must be the defensive system that um, Tandy has, but that kick in behind the wingers, um, where there just seemed to be acres of space behind the wingers, they didn't seem to be Hog didn't seem to be sweeping. He seemed to be up in the line. So I'm not blaming Hoggy. I'm just saying that that must be the defensive system. But South Africa really. Um, took advantage of that and I think that's something they'll um that the Lions will work on this week. Um the other thing we've got to talk about because you disagreed with me on Saturday, Hamish Watson, Defo a yellow. No, so I do, think, yellow. I do think it's a yellow because they took he took an it took above the like they took him above the horizontal. I get that or beyond the horizontal. No. But I didn't think it was like so that incident in its in its own right wasn't dangerous because he didn't land on his like neck or head or anything. He like did that. drive him in the ground though. He didn't drive him in the ground. That's the whole point. Yeah. But I don't think there was any real force in it. If, it's, but but if his but, arm's not there, if his arm's not there, he drives him down into his head. But, doesn't he? but his arm was there. That's the point. That's why I say it. No, it's the point. It's yellow. I get it. In today's rugby, it's it's a yellow card. It's not. That was mm. not the dispute. I, I admit. Yeah, it probably was a yellow. Well, it was. It should have been a yellow card. But 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 I'm looking at him like like. He's not like, like say he's, he's not injured him or like there was no way he was getting injured in that tackle. No, but then and at the same time, so the bit I probably disagreed with you more was is like you were like, oh, that's absolutely like clueless from Watson, right? And I was like, it's it's not. It's just like it's just he's timed it wrong or he's gone in thingy. He's not that type of player. Like Hamish Watson doesn't really get Simbin. He doesn't really give away penalties. So it's not mindless. It's just, it's probably more just the fact that he's fucking strong uh, and he's picked them off. He's probably not even meant to. Disagree. That, it's more he that. didn't have to lift the legs. Didn't have to lift the legs. It's, it's, it's adrenaline. He's just come on. Don't get me wrong. You know, we don't know what's going through his head. It's just like Tom Curry. Tom Curry's was brainless as well. Absolutely. I have no idea what Tom Curry was doing. You know, there's times where you can put your mark on the on the scrum half and stuff. I have no idea what he was doing there. But yeah, and I, I just think it was that he come on and I think he's trying to make his mark. I think he's come in and you know that's where that I mean he was there to be an impact sub. Uh, I think that might have cost him this week, <laughs> as we'll probably get onto. But yeah. um, but at the same time, I mean the South Africans are making a lot out of it, saying you know he should have been yellow carded, but then that's the best should have been. That's, yeah. that's where I should have gone. So it's you know 
it's chalk and cheese at the end of the day. They can go on about. I mean, when Atabeth went, if sorry, if Atabeth had got yellow card when he went, the Lions were so much in ascendancy at that point and dominating, you know, up front in the line out, um, in in the mall and stuff like that. Like, you know, that could have been even worse. So, I mean, it is what it is. It wasn't. I mean, he didn't get yellow carded, did he? So. You know, at the end of the day, these these things can go your way or go against you, can't they? Um, a lot of people. I mean, obviously, uh, Razzy Erasmus has had a lot of talk this week in the in the press, hasn't he, about refereeing decisions and such and such going on. So it's all getting a bit boring for me. I, but like, I I made a point. Everyone's saying, oh, you know, Razzy saying this and doing this. He's making a big point of it and all this. I uh, commented on a, a thread on Facebook. To me, my theory on it is, look, South Africa just got to beat at home in the first test. Huge game. He's doing all this to take the pressure off the players. No one's talking about the players, are they? No yeah, one's talking about the players. No one's talked about the squad. No one's talked... Like, no one knows. No one's talked about their head coach because he's not the head coach. I don't even know who the fucking head coach is, mate. It, it's that, that Jack Neambar. Yeah. Apparently, is the head coach, but he does none of the talking. And and if you if you think about it, right, no one like you say since Saturday, no one's like because Razzie's took all the all the attention in the media. No one's talked about you know, you know, underprepared, undercooked, how poorly some of the players were. Like you said, Cheslin Colby, he's probably is the most dangerous winger in the world. Is without a shadow of a doubt, he wasn't dangerous on Saturday. I mean, that's not to say he can't do this Saturday, but. He's took such pressure away from the players. Those players now have just been able to train this week without taking any little to no grief because everyone wants to talk about Razzy. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's it, if that's just a, a fantastically very good media ploy by South Africa. Um, you know, but, you know, listen, it wasn't perfect, but they got the job done. And I think, you know, there's not many lines to test that are runaway wins. Um, for either team really you know and I, like, the last test against Australia and the first test against New Zealand uh, they uh, they won quite convincingly but for, for the Lions now they can take real confidence out of this because you know they did take on the best and you know they you know, South Africa thought we'll bring on our best front row in the second half and we'll make massive impact and I think they got mullered a couple of times in the scrum didn't they yeah, Adam Jones came out and said he doesn't think that Mahoba is that great. I think he said he's just passed his. He's more like he's passed his best, wasn't it? Like, yeah. So I'm not sure about that, but you know, we might have to argue with Adam Jones. You know, yeah. it's not like he's not an expert, is it, Sam? <laughs> um, but I think it's great for the Lions because one, they've got the confidence now. Two, they know exactly what's coming at them, and I think obviously that'll take us into the second test now because I, I contacted you once the team was announced, and, and I said to you, didn't I? This to me this week looks more like a Gatlin team. Oh, 100%. And I think in that first test, I think he's he's listened to his coaches and let his coaches have a little, I'm not saying more input because, you know, Gatlin does say, you know, he, he, he listens to his coaches and he doesn't always get his own way. And if you watch any of the Lions DVDs, you can see that. But I think going into the second test, I think you can see where he's gone right. I've seen them, um, I've seen them tire. I've seen them being really bad under the high ball. 
Uh, not to say they can't change that round. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not talking like South African are done. They're not, but I'm obviously going to talk up the Lions. So I think where he's, where he's made his changes, um, I think they're really understandable. I think, yeah, I, I think I'm gutted for some players. I think some players are unlucky. But I think if you look, rather than sort of the narrowness of just the team and look at big picture maybe, I think you can see where they're going with it, really. So if I go through them, he's made three changes to the start in uh, 15 and then obviously two changes to the bench. So I'll, I'll run through it and obviously we can we can discuss you know our opinions on it. So front rows, uh, Mako, Calvin Dickey and Furlong. Then you've got Atoje, Alwyn Jones, who what we didn't say is unbelievable played the full 80 minutes and I thought grew into the game. Him and Atoji seem to have some sort of partnership going on Yeah, uh, um, from New Zealand. And I'm not saying he was outstanding, but anyone who can put in... He was still good. I mean, what he did... Yeah, what he did for me that I thought was class was um, when he got rewarded the try, like putting the ball into the corner when it could have been... Yeah, yeah, he could have yeah. took three points there and got the, got themselves on there, but it went yeah. to the corner and, and it paid off. So which is just and I just and I just think you see in them big games. If you look at that South Africa game, and I think the Lions were holding back in that South Africa game. Don't get me wrong. I just he has a presence, doesn't he? I think yeah. the referees he has a presence and he has a presence around the team that Conor Murray didn't have. And I'm not trying to be horrible to Conor Murray, but he just does, he just doesn't have that in my opinion. So, yep, yeah, so he's back in and he's captain, obviously. And then uh, back rows stay the same, which is Laws, Curry and Conan, which is obviously something we will discuss. Then in the back line, he's brought Conor Murray in to start at nine. Dan Big is at ten. Um, obviously, they must be confident he's going to pass all his HIA. Uh, centres of Henshaw and Harris, who's coming for daily. Uh, and then the back three is exactly the same. So you've got Doohan, Watson and Hogg. And then the British Lions' own bomb squad is Owen, Sutherland and Sinclair, uh, Ty Byrne, and then Falatau's coming for Hamish Watson. Price on the bench, obviously, with Farrell and then Daly's took Liam Williams' spot on the bench. So, thoughts? Say that again? What's your thoughts? Oh, thoughts. So, as like you said, I can see why Gatland... Like like you said, why it's now like a more of a Gatlin type team. Like, um, I think I thought Sutherland struggled to start with, but I actually thought he started to figure it out um, and got better as the game went on. Obviously, until he, he came off for Mako, but then Mako was really really good when he came on. I do think Mako is a better impact sub than Sutherland, so I probably from that sense might have started Sutherland again with Mako to come on and make that impact, but. I think that one was always going to go, could have gone either way. I think Wynn Jones would have started if he was fit. Uh, go for the rest of the team, happy as it was. I suppose my only other thing was uh, Tom Curry keeping his place. It's like, I didn't think he was amazing, but he's still a quality player. Uh, he did give away a lot of penalties at the start, but he definitely, as I've just said about like Sutherland, he grew into the game and got better and better. Um, my thing with him, I know they brought him off for Hamish Watson. But I think like Curry and Watson, the problem I've got with I think with with, with having one on the bench one side is I think they're both eighty minute players. I just think they're guys that you put on and they play the eighty minutes and that's what they do. Um so I think like with Falatau obviously coming in onto the bench, 
They have no intention, unless he gets injured, they have no intention of taking Curry off. And if it was Watson starting, I think they they would have no intention of taking him off as well. Um, and like for me, Curry or Watson, it, it's a flip of a coin. I'd go Watson, but obviously I'm biased. But obviously Curry keeps his spot. I've got no re- no problem with uh, Conan and Byrne keeping their spot either. I thought they were both uh, Conan and Laws. Sorry, keeping their spot. I thought they're both really really good. There was a few calls for like Conan to get dropped, and I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I think even, obviously two second rows, Winjo, Alan Win Jones and Atoji. They they were always going to keep their space, their places. Atoji was class, and and Win Jones just such a good leader. Um, going to the the backs, uh, I feel a bit sorry for Ali Price because I get the tactic check. The game is good. I mean, Ali Price, I think, played more of a Connor Murray role in the first game. And I suppose who's better at being Connor Murray? Who's who's the best Connor Murray? Connor Murray. So I think they're bringing him in to do that. And I think they're going to hope that the game opens up with 20 to go. And that's why they've got like Ali Price to come on with 20 to go. When the game opens up, and he can like do, he can actually attack round. He can still do the kicking. He's kicked really well, do his nuts and bolts. But then he can also try and attack round the fringes if 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 uh, if the game does open up. Uh, bigger bigger roof starts at ten for me. Yeah, I'm more than happy with that. Uh, providing he obviously passes all his H H I A, um, and then obviously Henshaw keeps his place. That was expected. But daily getting dropped for Harris. Um, we said it months and months and months ago. Chris Harris is a Warren Gatlin type player. He's got he's not flashy. He does his nuts and bolts, his basics are all very, very good. Very good defensively. Carries hard. He's just a good, solid player. And he's exactly the kind of player that Gatlin would like. And I think I, I, I think we've said it a few times, haven't we, about him? Um so it doesn't surprise me it comes in and it's it just shows that the first half, you know, they're gonna have to be strong in defence and keep it tight and, and Harris in the centre will do that ahead of uh, uh, and Elliot Daly, who's more likely to get get the ball out wide uh, and try and tack uh, tack out in in the wide spaces. I was surprised they didn't go Aki. I thought they were going to go Aki twelve, Henschel thirteen. You mentioned it to me about doing the partnership. You know, obviously they played together a lot for mm. Ireland. So and they've got the big ball carrier there in um, in Aki. But I think that's probably because they've gone Harris, who does carry well, and so does Henshaw. I think that's another reason why Duan keeps his place. I thought Duan was decent enough anyway, but they've got that then ball carrier, like Duan coming in, looking for work to try and uh, take it into traffic as well. Uh, on Watson, Watson Hogg and, and Duhan, I thought they all did enough to like warrant their place. Um, I'd have gone with the bench, happy with everything on the bench. I'd have just gone Liam Williams for Elliot Daly. I wouldn't have put Elliot Daly. I know we keep saying how versatile he is, but you've got um, Owen Farrell that covers 10, 12 and like the two centres can play 12 and 13 as well so you can swap them round if needed and then I'd have brought Liam Williams in to cover the back three because I think he's better in the back three than than than, uh, than Elliot Daly but so, but overall team yeah, pretty happy with same as the team week one I'm pretty happy with um, you know they're all good all 37 out there or however many there is now is a 39 now all good players so you could you can make arguments for all of them I just and don't that, think I don't think it's going to be the most exciting open game of rugby, like no, you know, no. I mean, like the the thing is, I mean, going into selection, I mean, it's been a it's, to be fair, it's not as been as bad this week, I think. But that that last week, and obviously we were going to discuss it because before, obviously, I had my incident. I thought last, I couldn't wait for the team to be announced because I just thought it got. So ridiculously 
instead of just like I've said it on the podcast, like right now, we're just it's just the British Lions. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You know, we just want the best team on. And then everyone using their own narrative as to why someone should play and why shouldn't be someone shouldn't play. Um, you know, I think you said. I think some people were saying it by accident because they're reacting to some other people, and then some other people. I won't name them. There's net. You know, there's 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 other. You know, I won't. Yeah, so there's other people on Twitter who were literally just doing it because they're just fucking. I don't know, bitter and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. but. You know, like like you said, you said it to me, and I, I I'm not having a go at you. Here. I'm just saying, it's, everyone had their own narrative. So obviously, what example? We were talking about Hogg and Williams. We were talking about on the phone. You might not remember this. We were talking about on the phone, and then you know, going oh, you know, everyone goes on about you know, everyone's Hogg can't take a high ball and this, and Liam Williams is better in the air, blah blah blah. But Liam Williams can't do this. It's, that makes out then that Liam Williams can't attack at all where he can. Instead of just, everyone should be just like, well, they've both got the positives and negatives. Whoever gets picked, it's not exactly the worst selection yeah. in the world. I'm glad that Hogg got picked. Hogg deserves to get a test cap. He went on, this is his third tour and he's finally got a test cap. He did that. And they've had a test cap before that. You know, Gatland is well known to love Stuart Hogg. You know, and I was made up. And I think, you know, that lead up to the first test was just, oh, I hated it. I hated every second of it. It was just, and it was just everyone, everyone had a narrative about how their players should be in and shouldn't be in and, and all this. Like, but, I, I mean, it's been less on this one. And to be honest, there's some of that I think there could be more. I mean, going through the, the, the team for me, Mako, I agree with you. Um, is it a risk? I don't know. I don't think it is a risk in a way. Um because you get that that carrying and that physicality to start off with. Um, I, I agree with you. I think he's a better impact sub. But I think the way that... I think Gatlin knew that South Africa would put their big boys out, Kitsoff and Marherber from the start. And if you look at that, that front row on the bench, you've got Sutherland, Owens and Sinclair to come on. Now, the guy who's playing... Uh, who's the replacement loose head for South Africa this week? Was playing tight head last week. Yeah, and and is a tight head. Um, and I think he's gambled a bit that when they tire, that you're bringing on a front row of Sutherland, who he did have his issues, but we know he's a really great swimmer. You know, he's tough and he's he, he's strong. Sinclair, enough said in it. Brilliant player, unbelievable player. Um, would probably be starting for the Lions if Furlong didn't wasn't around, and then Ken Owens as well. So I think he's he's gambling a little bit on Mako. Um, you know, Luke Cowan Dickey. Um, I'm not angry, um, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been shocked if Ken Owens had come in to start. But I think I think at the same time, I think Gatlin likes having that experienced leadership player to come on. So he's, if, if he's if another goal, mate. Sorry. If, he, if it's close, you're bringing on an unbelievably experienced player who's captain teams and, you know, and played well last week in fairness, didn't he? So, yeah, I think I think the thing with Cowan Dickey, where he keeps his spot, where he might have, might not have, is realistically, Curry's your only, like, fetcher, whereas 
Cal and Dickey can do that quite well. Yeah, yeah. Get a lot of turnovers. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, you're right there, like, yeah. Um, I mean, the rest of the pack, happy with it. I'd like to see Laws get involved earlier on, but then in fairness, you know, none of the pack, really, except for Itoje, uh, were really at it. Corey and Watson, this, to me, neither seven really impressed me last week. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to be hot, that's not trying, neither one. You know, Corey had his three penalties, you know, I've said me piece about what I don't have to repeat what I said there. Um, I didn't think he had he, he, he had the impact he would have liked, but then at the same time, you know, he still helped finish that game off. Um, so pretty happy. I mean, there was talks of, I think it was, um, I know Warburton talked about, I know um, Will Greenwood talking about getting Falatau in there, but I, you know, I'm so I love Falatau, but I don't see I wouldn't have seen the reason to put Falatau in. Uh, over Conan, who I thought went pretty well last week. Yeah. Um, and then for me, you already mentioned it. Murray's in there because if you if you look at the the bench for players, uh, Owen Sutherland, Sinclair, Burn, Falatau, Price, Daly, that's real impact off the bench. If yeah. it, it, you know, South Africans can't get any fitter in a week. It, that's impossible. David, like Flatman said it, David Flatman said it, that about a few days rest, those guys aren't going to get hardly any fitter than they were last week. If you look at that bench, it's pure impact. And I think what he's done with Price, and he isn't lucky, I think Price should be starting. I think he deserved the right to start again this week. But I think he's gone with Murray to set up the game, Price to finish it off. Yeah. Um. And that's actually quite a compliment. I know it doesn't sound like a compliment because he's on the bench, but I think that shows real um, confidence from Gatlin to go. Trust shows trust in it. Well, providing he gets on, it shows trust in him. Yeah, of course, and I think he will because I think he's because he started that week. I think he's shown because of his kicking game. You know, it was a little bit ropey in the first half. That second half, he was dominating the air. They were so on point. Um, yeah, and then I would have. Same again. I'm not angry. Harris is there. He's your nuts and bolts player. Um, very good defensively. Uh, does what is what's needed of him is doesn't he? I would have probably gone Aki just for another carrier at twelve. Um, the only other thing I would like to do you're talking about. Do I, I would like to see them get Duan involved more and Duan come off his wing a bit more. Um, didn't really see that in the first test, and probably won't see it this test either. To be honest, like you say, it's, I don't think it's going to be that much rugby played, but. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy. The Falatau on the bench is a bit of a shock. Um but I think listening to Gatlin's press conference saying when the game sort of starts to loosen up and players are getting tired, he wants a player sort of like Falatau who can go in those wide areas and make a difference with his carrying and his handling. Yeah. Um and I think that's a point of difference for Watson. Watson tends to carry more centrally. And Falatel tends to drift out wide. Um, so I, I am surprised. I thought Watson, you know, I thought Watson deserved a, a crack at starting at seven, to be honest, after Curry's performance last week. Um, I, but I didn't expect Falatel to be on the bench. And I think you made a good point. If Curry goes off, he plays seven, which, you know, it will be, it will be tied burn, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy. I'm, 
I'm pretty happy about it to be honest. Um, I think they've got. I think they've got the opportunity. I mean, they, they showed up the defence with Harris. I think the one thing the Lions are definitely missing on this tour is the, the one sort of let's say X factor centre they had. They tried it last week and it didn't work, did it? And it wasn't all Daly's fault, but it just didn't work. And I think that's the only thing that I think the Lions are sort of missing. And it's nothing against Harris, it's nothing against Henshaw, it's nothing against Aki. You know, if you think back the last two tours, they've had someone like John Davis. And I'm not saying it's X Factor, but John Davis is a world-class player and he got man of the series against New Zealand. Um, you know, so I think that's why I think they've gone to someone like Harris, who is a nuts and bolts player. And I think that is, right, like you said, right up Gatlin's, right up Gatlin Street. So, yeah. Happy. I, I I don't think you can be too unhappy, to be honest. There's so many good players that you literally can't get a game. You know, I, I know we've spoken about it before, you know, players like Josh Adams. <laughs> Josh Adams has got to be gutted. Liam Williams has got to be gutted, you know. Um, I think the, the one thing that's annoying about the Josh Adams thing, everyone's making out like he's being punished because he watched the birth of his child. Well, Gatlin's not happy with him because he wanted to watch the birth of his child rather than play. I'm like, Gat- Gatlin's, I don't think he's that kind of person. I remember when um, he sent people home. Was it Samson Lee or someone like that? He sent home to... Oh, I can't remember what happened. Did he win some money he, or... He makes he makes, he makes makes a big point. A family first, doesn't he? Family first. It, it's, yeah. it's huge for him. Whenever there's been like World Cups... And um, obviously, they have the big training camps beforehand, doesn't he? He like he's just like, listen, your family comes first. This is second. You got to do what you need to do. Um, and obviously, I think Gatlin, when he's talked about it, he said he didn't necessarily have the the best of games against the Stormers, whoever they played last. Yeah. Um, and then he had a bit of a sternum issue and stuff like that. Like you know, just he's just unlucky. End of. It's just unlucky. You know, Watson or Dewan could pick up an injury on Saturday, couldn't they? And you'd yeah. imagine he's well, he, he's the next winger off, isn't he? Yeah. But you say that though, um does Gatlin see Liam Williams as a full back or a winger? Because for Wales he always played him on the wing. Full back, he's already said. Yeah. That's why he's not on the bench. So we see him more as a full back. Fair enough. I knew he played in wing because he had he loved half penny. Once, yeah. but then in his last couple of last couple of years at Wales, though he, he played Liam Williams at fullback, didn't he? So he said, yeah, he said Daly basically covers all three positions, and that's why Liam Williams has missed out. So it's harsh, but that's that's a reality, isn't it? You know, yeah. He's got to think of all the other, you know, so many good players who aren't even aren't even at the conversation, and it's not so many, because so, so many good players that have not even gone on the tour. Well, there you go, innit? Yeah, you know, like the whole talk about like seven. I was talking to someone in work last week before whatever happened to me, and he made a really good point. He said that everyone's talking about Curry and Watson, and rightly so. And he said, Imagine how hard that decision was if Tipperick had gone on tour. Yeah, and no one's saying Tipperick had start, but like that's a hell of a conversation. How you get one into three, uh, three into one, yeah. Um, yeah, this it's just it's one of them things now, and I think I say it's died down a little bit on social media this week. I think people are a little bit more let's just get behind them because if they can win this week, it'd be huge. 
huge. Gatland will go down as the best Lions coach ever. I I love it if they win this week and then they just like then next week and it might I might devalue it a little bit I suppose but then just give everyone who's not played a game so everyone gets I'd love it if that happened yeah but have you seen that they, someone did that didn't they they put like a 15 still good isn't it that isn't played <laughs> and I was just like and I was just like I think maybe the weakest there and I say weakest step was probably second row where it was Johnny Hill and Adam Beard, I think. Whereas Even then, they, they've been... They, like, I thought, I think getting John Hill's got better as it's gone on, and Adam Beard's done really well since he's come out. So. He's, he's been class, mate. Yeah, I think he's been class. Um, and I think if they'd gone a 6-2 split, I think Adam Beard would have been on been on the bench. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, there was uh, Adam Beard and Johnny Hill, I think, Johnny Hill's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, and Adam Beer's 6'9". A monster's but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad when you're playing in South Africa, is it? You know what I mean? Bringing on players like that. And I think, you know, the back line and all that, it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. So, um, yeah. So, happy with the team. I think they'll go well. What's your prediction? Put it all on the line now, mate. Hey, all I'm going to go Lions by 10. Ooh, Lions by 10. I was gonna do. I was gonna do a lines by um, by three. I was gonna do a bet the other day, but uh, weekend. But in so lines by ten. I'm gonna go lions by. I'm gonna go by five again. Uh, I just think lions will start better and and finish just as well. I think they'll have a, a better idea of what's coming. Um, because uh, South Africa's, you know. Um, South Africa's build-up's been terrible. Don't get me wrong; they haven't had a lot of they haven't had a lot of game time. You know, that, you can't take that away from them. they've had the COVID. Um, you know, and obviously players are undercooked, but at the same time, it's still their fault for putting someone like you know. I mean, Khaleesi, you got to take your hat off to him, don't you? He's you know, COVID, bit of training, plays eighty minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but at the same time, Lions have played games, but they've been playing effectively third teams, haven't they? And that South Africa A game didn't the world are good. And we'll know more, won't they, now? And yeah. obviously if you look at South Africa, they've gone back to the the bomb squad, they've gone back to six two split. Um but I don't think obviously Diego coming off the bench is good, but same again, he's undercooked, he's hardly played uh, from injury. And you've got a tight head playing loose head for him. Um Vincent Koch, who is who is a great player, but like Mako, has just been scrummaging at championship level. So, you know, the intensity is completely different. Um, the two back rowers are good back rowers, but it, it's not, let's just say, it's not when they were bringing Diago and RG Snyman off the bench. Um, I think the Lions have a great opportunity, real great opportunity to go to in the and it'd be great. I mean, don't get me wrong. A decider in, in another week's time would be fantastic. But I'd sooner rather wrap it up. Yeah, I'm like that. So someone, I was listening to Brian Moores the other day. He's like, oh, we don't want to see a 3-0. A, a I was like, I'm a Lions fan. I do want to see him win 3-0. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge for the Lions. Last time Lions won a test series, 3-0. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be a long time. It'd be a yeah. long time. And I think you don't want to see a three. Of course, you want to see a three now. 
You know, if they go like, if they win three nil, Warren Gatlin goes down as the greatest Lions coach ever. Yeah, probably. They'll they'll probably take that off Geach. Yeah. Um, like no coaches ever coached three three series and not lost. So Uh, huge, yeah, huge. So yeah, listen. Get behind the lads. Let's not have all this shit about who should be playing instead of who. They're all British Lions this weekend. Doesn't matter who they are. Let's have none of this that Watson wouldn't make the, these penalties or Liam Williams would catch this or Hogg would catch this or fucking whoever else. Leave that shit at the door and let's just get behind them. End of. like it. I like it. Take that. My last word, mate. My last <laughs> word. <laughs> my last word on it um, yeah just enjoy it let's just let's just fucking have it let's do let's do hopefully the referee doesn't get talked about as much this week yeah that was great and TMO yeah just yeah, take out the alone. equation now yeah take him out of the equation it do, doesn't need it you know yes it didn't it didn't sit well that Maria Shonka was there but at the end of the day, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, the guy is, you know, I know I had my little thing saying it's a bit of a joke and all that, but reality says, you know, I, you know, I think it was more because of that South Africa A game, wasn't it? But, you know, and I did have my say on it. And in hindsight, when I look back, I can, I can honestly say I was wrong, you know, at the end of the day. He's obviously a professional. He's been a, a referee, refereed at World Cups and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm sure he's uh, he'll, he'll he'll play it down the middle. And I'm sure Ben O'Keefe, New Zealander, um, he's had a bit of a bit of criticism recently after sending off uh, Corey Abetti uh, for Australia recently. So it'll be interesting to see how he referees the high tackles because there's a there's a few tasty ones going in at the weekend. So I'm sure there'll be a few more this weekend. But we'll see. We'll see. Right. So we shall be back next week, hopefully chatting about another Lions win and a test series. Um, we'll see how it goes. Unfortunately, no beers for me this weekend. Still on my How long are you off the booze for then? Because the meds. Um, I might be able to get a beer in. I think I might be able to get a beer in for the third test. Yeah, so you're not having one this, because obviously we're seeing each other Friday. You're not having a beer Friday. I'll let you sit there, mate, with a soft drink. It's a Mountain Dew, mate. Mate, that will kill me watching all you get bevied and me sat there just in I, pain. I, I don't be too bad. I've got to, um, obviously, we're moving out. So uh, I'll be packing up all weekend. So I won't hit it hard on the Friday. Um, we'll see. You'll get all packing. excited, mate. Uh, I'll have to be packing boxes. And I had a heavy weekend, mate, last weekend. So uh... I wish I had a heavy weekend. <laughs> got it. Saying that, some of the lads, uh, like, there's three of them who end up going in the end. Out of six of us, only three end up going. Like, sounds like they had a very, very heavy weekend. So maybe I dodged the bullet. Yeah, fair one. They got a bit excited. First night's always the same, don't you? Always get excited on the first night, don't you? Yeah. First night was the heavier night for me, like, to be fair. Although, I were, on the Saturday morning, three of us went Weatherspoons for breakfast. One of the lads uh, was like, oh, what do you want to drink? Uh, I was like, I'll get a cup of tea and a pint of, and a pint of Pepsi. Came back with a pint of Guinness. I was like, fuck's sake, mate. 
But uh, yeah, it was all right. You had to neck a pint of Guinness for your. Uh, I didn't. Ne- no, I didn't neck it. Fuck no. But uh, just had to drink it. What time was that? Uh, about half nine. In the morning. Yeah. Getting flashbacks to me stag do there, mate. Uh, brutal, mate. Second test. Uh, right then, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the uh, on the team for the second test. And like I say, let's uh, let's get behind everyone. Let's have a let's have a good and enjoy the rugby this weekend. Will do, mate. Will do. All right. Well, good. Thank you very much, and we'll uh, see you next week. See you later. Boy, boy, boy.